What is going on, YouTubeverse? This is John Stanek from Johnny Radio, bringing you another Heart of an Artist podcast. And I couldn't be more excited today than to be talking to Ariel and Sajit, better known as Hank and Cupcakes. Thank you so much for being on the show, guys. Thanks, Thanks for, having for having us. Oh, man, this is so cool. Uh, the first time I saw you guys was right here at the Earl in Atlanta last year. You guys opened for one of my favorite bands, Please Please, and you just blew me away with your energy and your creativity, and you're so unique, and uh, I just really appreciate that. So speaking of unique, uh, you guys were born in Tel Aviv, right? And he, Ariel was born in Jerusalem. Yeah. Okay. That's a big difference in Israel. Yes, indeed. It's kind of like telling a New Yorker they're from L.A. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, right. But you both um, met in the military, right? In the Israeli army? Yes. Playing in a cover band? Yeah. Yeah? yeah? Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't play. I was a sound technician. Okay, okay. They, they didn't even let me play. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start somewhere, right? But right. Uh, what was it that brought you both into the military? I know this is a loaded um, question that can be The mandatory law brought us into it. Gotcha. We wouldn't, yeah. you know, we so wouldn't go to the military yeah. if we didn't have to, which we did. Every, right. Everybody in Israel at 18 goes to the military. Wow. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So, um, the, obviously, you guys have just an amazing story. You're here in Atlanta now, which is where you reside, but along the way, you've... Uh, gone to Havana, Cuba, mm-hmm. and New York City, and you just have this kind of adventurous badassness to you that is so cool. And um, on that note, you play the drum standing up. How did that come to pass? Was that just how you learned? Or? No, I, 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 first of all, I didn't do much conventional learning. Uh-huh. The little that I did was conventional, but um, it was just uncomfortable for me to sing yeah. sitting down, hunched yeah. over the drum set. So I just tried standing up one day, and it was very comfortable for me, and it worked. That makes sense. I wasn't thinking, oh, it's going to look cool, it'll be theatrical. It was just a technicality, really. Yeah, exactly. But it worked out well for me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And it looks so cool when you do it. And uh, Ariel, you play bass in uh, such a cool way. Just, I mean, you have these pedals that make it sound like you're playing 10 instruments at once. Uh, Was that born out of necessity just because it is a a duo or how did that come to be? It it developed quite slowly. Obviously in the beginning there were like three pedals. And yeah. then uh, slowly, because we were only a duo, there was a lot of space that I could uh, develop this idea into. Right. And now it's completely crazy yeah. what's going on, but uh, it was quite simple in the beginning. Right. So. And, uh, and now you're like constructing and selling your own pedals too, right? Yeah, that's my new thing. I'm, uh, that's so I, cool. I, I made a sort of a clone of my uh, uh, beloved fuzz, yeah. and I added some uh, extra features to the circuit yeah and uh, yeah and I'm, I'm selling it and I'm also playing it which is very enjoyable so cool very and, enjoyable to me yeah and it sounds awesome too but um, so getting back to the adventurousness uh, I, I really want to know about your time in Cuba because that that is one of my places uh, that I would love to visit one day uh, Israel as well but mm-hmm. um, what was that like um, your your time there and, and 
you were kind of really studying music at the time, right? Uh, we were uh, debating uh, curiously between going to study music in Cuba mm -hmm. and going to study music in uh, Berklee College in Boston. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah. Cuba seemed like it would be more of a, yeah. I don't know, a, maybe a special, uh, interesting thing yeah. that's not it's not just going to college sort of a, a less generic way of like yeah. studying music yes definitely and uh, yeah. and the music is so in intricate and interesting that it offers a lot of uh, learning avenues right absolutely um, and it seems I, I feel like a lot of the Latin rhythms kind of in in your rhythm sometimes hmm. do you find just you have influences from all over the map or well, we have influences from Israel to begin with, which yes. has um, like a Middle Eastern beat sure. that we do incorporate. Right. And there is one song, the song Cocaina, is a yeah. song that has specifically straight up Cuban groove in yeah. the in the choruses that um, that right. we learned in Cuba. <laughs> Definitely, that's so cool. Well, uh, and that was from your second to last album, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I really love your latest record, uh, Cheap Thrill. I'm kind of getting back to the older stuff uh, and you have some newer stuff coming soon yep. hopefully um, but I love like Kiss Your Face, Boulevard just so many cool songs um, at, you have obviously just such a DIY aesthetic uh, just in general Is it? Um, do you find it liberating just doing everything yourselves? Um, what's, the sa what's the saying that goes hard work will free you? <laughs> That's a, uh, what it's you in mean? Hebrew uh, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That uh, that's what was written on the labor camps in oh. Second World War. Oh, oh my God! Well, okay. wow. <laughs> uh, maybe well, anyway. maybe not that one. Well, no, I was going to be cynical and say yeah. if, if working your ass off really, really hard um, is, yeah. is uh, liberating, then yes. But well, it's not. It's not like it's not an ideal for us. Being right. independent is just um, a choice that we made because it was the choice that led us to being able to be very creative and not right. being confined by anyone. But it's not like right. we're ideally DIY musicians or anything. I right. would not be, I would not object to, a, if it was in the right circumstances to any quote unquote industry being involved, it's just that, sure. you know, if they want to take your soul away and make you unhappy, then probably not worth it and that has happened to us in the past so oh, yeah. we did choose this avenue like I said because it allowed us our freedom exactly and I'm sure you've probably witnessed along the way a lot of other artists selling their souls so to speak for mm -hmm. um, whatever yeah, selling is, their but, souls but uh, yeah we've seen I mean there's a great deal of disillusion in this yeah. Because you put a lot of hopes into it. Sure. And uh, more times than not, it dis you come out of it disillusioned. Right. So uh, we've seen a lot of that. Mm. And um, I don't know if I've seen anybody who's actually, who was like, I don't know, signed and then suddenly started his career because of that. I can't recall any band. Well, we, we, yeah. we know that band sort. that didn't suddenly start their career but they got signed and they became very 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 successful sure who lucius ah yeah but i, I they were very successful i mean it's not the signing that made them right it's not uh, the signing that made them good they're amazing no, or famous they were just 
mm-hmm. sort of an inevitable phenomenon, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's just, you know, sometimes it's the, it's the stars, I mean. Yeah. But exactly. I mean, no, it's not the stars because it's so good, you know, but uh, yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, to be to be honest well but, uh, I, I honestly feel like you guys have that inevitable uh, fate of, of being <laughs> huge and uh, so I, I just love your music and uh, the art that goes with it I, I wanted to definitely mention I was so taken uh, and I, I'm assuming you guys still do this like having the artwork that you create as the backdrop uh, as you're playing it's mm-hmm. so cool um, how, how do you where does the inspiration for all that come from? And I know a lot of it, like um, the last time you had a lot of eyes and things like that. That's and the one we have tonight. Okay. Um, the one, the the stage design kind of goes with the album, the current album, because the mm-hmm. one before the stage design, it was the same structure, but the artwork on it was um, right. worked with the album cover of Cash for Gold, mm-hmm. the album before. And this artwork was done by an amazing... Mexican artist who's called Claudio Limon. I think he's blowing up because oh, it's yeah. just like yeah, it's amazing incredible things. Yeah, it's Thanks. That was uh, some buzz dude walking by everybody. So uh, we're actually outside the Earl right now, uh, in the van, like true artists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes. Anyway, so Claudio Limon um, did the entire design of the new album. Yes. And he was very kind to let us send him fabrics to Mexico, and he painted mm. them and yeah. uh, sent them back to us looking like they do. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And the immigration passed them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems exactly. like they have nothing against uh, pieces of cloth with drawings on them. Yeah, yeah. Against, Only against uh, the people who draw them. Just the people, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, as far as... My, my wife and I love you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. A lot of fans here in Atlanta. This is so cool. Um, so on that note, um, there's a, a song that I love from uh, Cheap Throw called Old and New. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a line on there that says, emancipate our minds and let the shackles go away. Um, has that line taken on any new meaning for you guys here in the, in the last couple in of the years? In the South? Is that what you mean? Sure. Well, I wrote it in the South. I wrote it when we pretty much moved to Atlanta. So I guess there was context. And it was also happening around the time where the whole marriage equality battle was happening. And there was a lot of um, laws trying to be passed, you know, to ban, Mm -hmm. to to allow people to, you know, turn away people who wanted wedding, you know. Yeah. Religious freedom laws, so-called religious freedom laws that were... Yeah. basically oppressive um, so yes that song was written within context even though yeah. unfortunately right now it's getting new context um, yeah. with the situation that's going on in the states that's insane I mean yeah you guys obviously being immigrants yourselves and I mean really when you think about it everyone in America came as immigrants at one point or another um, do you think that uh, I don't know uh, sometimes it just seems like you're screaming into a void on uh, social media and so forth. Do you, do you think music can can make a change, or um, how are you guys feeling? It's, about it's, it? uh, it's. I also feel like sometimes it's screaming into. I mean, I I move between hope and 
despair. But if if I don't feel hopeful, it'll be very, very, very depressing. So I feel like I have to be hopeful. Yeah. Like tomorrow, there's a huge, huge protest protest going on, which I'm I'm going to for sure. Oh, that's great. And I feel like yeah, I just want to do you know a little bit more than screaming into the social media groups right. where usually just like-minded people are the ones who see it and it's yeah, kind the social of like media a closed just, circuit. The social media speaks only to people who have your uh, opinion. It's that's not, it. it's not really a place to debate things. Right, right. Uh, the place to debate is on the midterm elections and uh, demonstrations. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see if... Uh, the people are gonna what the people are gonna say yeah yeah I mean it would seem as though I mean, it's so hard to tell because uh, you know as you said social media is no indicator and you're not around everybody all the time but it would seem that the majority is uh, in the right place but God I hope so what do you so, mean it would seem like the majority is in the right place. I, I mean that uh, I mean are what we believe that you know all these atrocities that are going on right now are wrong mm-hmm. and that hopefully we can write those and you think way. that it's the majority that thinks that it's wrong I, I hope so I hope so too yeah I hope that if it is the majority that enough people stand up and let everyone know that they are the majority right I think if you sit at home and you don't do anything no one's gonna know you know exactly. yeah, the social media is uh, really sort of a uh, Um, I think it's not a very helpful thing. I think people sort of write something or, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, just do something symbolic, thinking that they're taking a part in something. But in reality, uh, these uh, websites are no longer designed for this. So uh, it's no longer a platform to opinion, to, to give your opinion about things like that. Yeah. There's really no other place to give your opinion except for in real life, right. not online. Sure. It's, so, it's something that I think is very hard for people of our, uh, you know, people, young people today, I don't know, of our generation, of mm-hmm. maybe also younger generations, yeah. uh, to understand that the struggle is no longer happening online. Right. Right. The internet is no longer fresh and clean and uh, yeah. and open, you know. Exactly. It's very manipulated and... Uh, oh, yeah. That doesn't really help the individual uh, in the task of changing public opinion anymore. Does in does, my opinion, that's what I see. But it does help to organize, I will say that. It does sure. help organizing. But sure. again, only with like-minded people. Right. And uh, yeah, I guess... But that's a you, great way to organize. If there's a niche right. of like-minded people who tell it to other like-minded, you know, who pass you're it. You're right. That's that's a, a as an organizational way. tool, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a great tool. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful that you guys are hitting the streets, uh, so to speak, tomorrow for the, uh, I guess, peaceful protest that's going on. That's, yeah. That's awesome. Fa- keep, keep families together, I think it's called. Keep families together. And Check it, it out. And it is a family event. Okay. Very cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So now you guys, um, I, I'm going to try and tie this together, but you uh, became parents, right? About a yes. year ago? or Yes. Um, so has that uh, just, I guess, maybe strengthened uh, the way you feel about things? I, I mean, I, I would imagine, I'm not a parent myself, but if I were looking even more to the future and the future of my children, uh, you know, more action you'd want to take. But um, how, how else has parenthood 
changed you guys in uh, the past year or so? Yeah. I think, I mean, in the context of what we were discussing before, uh, you know, it's a different um, volume of worriedness. Sure. Because the, you're no longer worried only for yourself. You're sort of, uh, yeah. there's this um, entity that you need to protect and take care of. Yeah. And you need to do the right thing. And then on a personal level, I think it's it shuffled the deck completely uh, in almost any kind of uh, sure. of way and color. Uh, it's uh, yeah. It's hard to even think of whatever was before. Right. And grasp it vividly. Yeah. So. Uh, so it did kind of just uh, change your world. Yeah, it totally. changed everything. It completely transforms. Yeah. You ca it's like life becomes before and after. And you, mm -hmm. the person that you were before is someone else. Right. Entirely. That's so cool. Yeah. And did uh, it bring you guys even closer together as a couple? I mean, you seem just... Uh, I think we were always very we were, much together. We were pretty close before as well. Yeah. I think the opposite. I, I mean, I don't... I can only go on my own experience but we've been together so long yeah. that being a parent is difficult and I think it brings a lot of challenges actually to relationships oh sure possibly Absolutely. I mean I could I could only imagine if the relationship isn't very strong right how challenging it could be because it was also challenging for us it's a it's a big challenge to become a parent suddenly oh yeah and uh, not sleep at all, and right. suddenly you're just a walking zombie, and you, you right, need right. to communicate well with another person, and yeah, it's not easy. A lot of logistics involved. Sure. And you guys actually performed for a while uh, through the pregnancy, right? We performed for the entire pregnancy. My last show was opening yeah. for Of Montreal with an eight oh, and a wow, half I month belly. Oh my and I god. I gave birth two weeks after. That's so crazy. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. That is cool. So, how long have you guys been together now? We've been um, together, uh, let's count. It's going to be uh, it's going to be 18 years 18 or 19 years, years at 18. the end of this year, I think. Wow, yeah. that is so cool. Yeah. So, uh, was it like a love at first sight thing? Like you were behind the no. mixing board and No, <laughs> no I was uh, it like, took six months of us being in the band for yeah. me to realize yeah. there was something interesting here for uh -huh. me to pursue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was a completely different person. I was a very sort of... Yeah. Uh, how to say... Inverted. Uh, inverted, yeah. I was very much looking inwards, not so much outside. Sure. Yeah. Uh, not, uh, now I'm also uh, relatively um, sort of a misanthrope, but... Uh, yeah. I think I have more uh, social capacities now. I, uh, I, I can, I can handle fruit. the conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm with you. I think I was kind of the same way in school. Like total introvert, didn't talk much, but uh, but now I just look for people to talk to all the time, so, <laughs> yeah. like you guys. But uh, so, were, were you singing back at that time, or uh, yeah, I was a singer in yeah. the band, okay. and, and and we had. The, my co-singer and I in this band uh, made a special request to include African drums ah. uh, in our setup, and we were the yeah. first official. <laughs> we had the first official African drums in the Israeli military entertainment. Ah, was, hey. Didn't really mean anything, but it was. Right. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was it was fun. Yeah, that's very cool. So, yeah, like I said, you guys have been unique from the start and continue <laughs> to be, and uh, I just think. Um, from what I have heard from early on to present, 
you guys just keep growing and uh, the melodies have become uh, stronger and and um, it's so cool so that now you're doing vocal uh, duties as well yeah I, I do a, lot, a little more yeah that's I so feel cool. a little more comfortable with that yeah maybe because I sing to uh, to our daughter more Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I, yeah. When you were sound checking earlier, you were doing some kind of a lullaby. Ah, yeah, yeah. Right? I sing that to her. Uh, yeah. yeah, At night. Can you do a little right now? Laila, Laila, Mista Kelet Halevana, Ba Prachim Asher Netzu Bagina. Beautiful, yes. It's uh, making me want to take a little nap here myself. Yeah, I know, me too. Oh my god, I feel like. What is the meaning? Uh, Can it be summed up? It's about the moon looking at the flowers growing in the garden. Specific flower. And the moon says to the um, uh, clouds to uh, pour some rain so yeah. that the flowers can grow. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. And then there's, uh, I mean, there's a few more verses. Beautiful, man. Well, similar things occur. Sure, yeah. <laughs> well, we've definitely had uh, plenty of rain here the last week or, yeah, yeah. or month, it seems like. It looks like a rainforest <laughs> here, but... Um, Guys, I just uh, have thoroughly enjoyed this, and I can't wait to see you uh, playing some new songs. How, or, yeah, we're going to play be? some new ones tonight. Oh, yeah. man, can't <laughs> wait. So thank Thanks. you so much, Hank and Cupcakes. Please check out their stuff, their light, latest album, Cheap Thrill. You can find it on all of the medias. And um, what, what else uh, can I mention? Um, we're going to be playing another show in Atlanta on the 21st of July, opening for... Grammy Award winning Fantastic Negrito. Oh, which you know is him? A, which is yes. a thrill. Oh, yeah. This yeah. Guy. Oh man, amazing. he he came like through uh, Chris Cornell, I think helped him in his career, right? if I'm not he mistaken. He was the first NPR Tiny Desk winner. Oh, wow. A few years okay. ago and that yeah. just completely transformed his life, I think. The, I mean, his life has been transformed totally. in the past as well from other reasons, but Right. In in this in this um Oh, that's new be incarnation, great, guys. yeah, it's great. All right, and NPR just like plugged you guys recently, I think, right? Today, For, yeah, yeah, they plugged the show. It was really nice of them. That is awesome. Yeah, coming up in the world, you guys. <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah. So uh, thanks again, and uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Yeah, All thank right. you. Thanks, All right, man. Cheers.